Good morning. My name is Bob Thomas, one of the pastors here. On behalf of our preacher of the day and our senior pastor, Reverend Mary Jo Yackel, we welcome you back from your vacation. We hope that you had a restful time. And on behalf of our associate pastor, uh, the Reverend Jennifer Casey, who is on vacation, I'm pleased to welcome you in the name of Jesus Christ. We're glad that you're with us here in person and those who are worshiping online. Thanks for being with us today. It is my pleasure to announce to you that Parker Jo Hemingway, daughter of Eric and Jennifer Hemingway, was baptized yesterday. And there's Parker Jo. And we as a congregation are blessed with this new joy and our responsibility to nurture her in the way that leads to life eternal. So we wanted to make sure that you knew we had a new member of the church family and Parker Joe was able to be with us at our eight o'clock service this morning and she actually held court for a little while, had a great time, was waving at everybody, so we're glad to welcome Parker Joe to our church family. One of the things that we do as a congregation have done for many years to be a part and support for our community was being a part of the Summer Lunch Club, which helps provide healthy meals for children throughout the summer. And our week is July 5 through 9. And we'll be serving at Chapel Field, Goshen, and Royal Manor. And the time is 11.30 to 1.30. And if you're available either one day during that week or multiple days, if you would check with Patty Kelly or just call the church office, we're looking for some volunteers and give you an opportunity to be with the little ones and to serve in that really important ministry. And now I'd like to present Mary Jo, who's going to share some really important information about our COVID-19 response. Pastor Mary Jo. One of the blessings of being a part of Stony Brook Church is to watch how we do God's work together. And so with the great gratitude to the virus task force and the leadership board, I share their continuing support and care of the congregation as we witness to the world, as we finish the good work of uh, being a part of the COVID care. These announcements are made to you today. I want you to know that early in the week, an email will be sent out with all of these. There are 10 and a letter of description on how it was that we got to these decisions so that you too may have a sense of understanding of the good care that we will continue to live together. I'm, I am going to read them to you, so just kind of pay attention knowing that you'll get um, back up soon. Registration for worship has been discontinued, having served its purpose well. Facial coverings for vaccinated individuals are no longer are required in the upper areas of the church. Per the updated CDC and Ohio Department of Health guidelines. However, it is important to state that Stony Brook supports any and all vaccinated individuals who choose to continue to wear their masks. The wearing of face masks will continue to be required, required for adults and children in the lower level of the building, including stairwells and elevator. Congregants who would prefer to keep physical distance during worship are asked for usher assistance. Small groups in the building will make their own decisions about wearing masks during their meeting. Uh, Distancing continues to be recommended when meeting, but not required. Music groups will make their decision about face coverings and physical distancing. Online groups returning to in-person meetings are reminded to be inclusive of members who are not yet ready to make that transition. Our coffee hour will resume in the fall. This one is entitled Respect for a Personal Space. Not everyone is ready to hug, shake hands, or have other close interactions. Please respect boundaries by asking first. These recommendations become effective June 20th, next Sunday. 
I personally feel what a wonderful way to finish my season with you by saying, come alive, folk. <laughs> Somebody said, why not right now? Because we wanted to make sure that no one was surprised by changes. You all know how we don't like to be surprised. So I give thanks that on June 20th, 2021, these recommendations will come into effect. I am grateful that your leading people take into consideration the vulnerability of our youngest ones and those whose physical bodies need to be cared for. So in that celebration, I would invite you into this time of worship as the prelude leads us into a time of celebrating God's faithfulness in our midst. author of every spiritual benediction, bless us this day. May your spirit fall upon us in our time of worship. May your bountiful justice remake us as a righteous people. May your commandment to love one another transform our hearts of stone into hearts of love. May your praise be heard throughout the world that all people might come together as one and bear the fruit of eternal life. Amen. Will you stand now as you are able as Dave DeVries sings for us, Come Thou Font of Many Blessings.
Let us pause together for a time of prayer. Eternal God, you have created us with potentials to develop, with interests to pursue, with dreams to follow, and with discoveries to make. Forgive us, Lord, when we allow ourselves to become paralyzed by our problems, fenced in by our fears, defeated by our discouragements. As we worship and pray today, send us power to rise up and claim the blessing of our baptism and work for the day when your baptismal blessing will be fully offered to all. Give to us all a new vitality that will make us come alive. Give us wings of hope so we can soar. We pray for others what we want for ourselves. We know there are those in our country and around the world who do not have the freedom to follow their dreams. We pray for those who, because of conditions they did not create, cannot receive the education or training that will allow the full use of the gifts lying ready but dormant within them. We pray for those who have been rejected with such frequency and force that they will not try again. So give us the courage, Lord, to be the mentor, the encourager, the friend. We ask just now that your Holy Spirit power will come upon and give to us healing, healing to the sick, strength to the struggling, calm to the broken, and hope to the desperate. We thank you for our Stony Brook family and for the care and compassion and concern that exists here. May we remain faithful to our calling and open to welcoming the stranger, the different, the difficult, so all may enjoy the fellowship and care that you provide for us here in this place. In a special way, surround your servants, Pastor Mary Jo and Pastor David, as they move through this stage of pastoral transition here and at Epworth Marion. Give them the physical strength and the spiritual vigor to say again, Here I am, Lord, send me. Today we ask your Holy Spirit to fall mightily upon Pastor Mary Jo as she breaks for us the very bread of life through the proclamation of your word. Help us to see in the unfolding story of the Acts of the Apostles that your grace is absolutely lavish and your heart has no boundary. Grant, O Lord, that we will affirm each other in our becoming, encourage each other when we fail, lift each other up when we fall, push each other gently in growth, pull each other along in doing good, and inspire each other to dream new dreams. We thank you, Lord, for the possibilities that are within us and in others that together we will know the joy of life lived to the fullest in Jesus the Christ. We pray these and all of our prayers in the strong name of Jesus. And following his invitation, we call you Father and pray with one voice. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. Dave DeVries sings for us now the Reconciliation Song. David? Oh uh-huh. 
Friends, we are working with the Acts of the Apostles as our guide for Holy Scripture that we look at together as we gather in worship and celebration. We are in the 10th chapter, and I'd like to read from the, 41st, the 44th verse. I would like to acknowledge that um, when you go home tonight or today, would you crack out your Bible and go to the 10th chapter and read the first 43 verses because they will help you understand the energy and the passion that's going on around in this scripture where the spirit of Jesus is busy, oh, so very busy. Hear these words from the sacred scriptures. While Peter was still speaking, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who heard the word. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter said, can anyone withhold the water of baptism, uh, water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? So he ordered them to be baptized 
in this name of Jesus Christ. They invited him to stay for several days. The word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? And now, Almighty God, either through or in spite of this, thy servant, speak to these, your beloved ones of this generation, encouraged, directed, shared with from the many generations before, and to be the generation that will encourage the next. All this we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. What an exciting scripture. And then I kind of laugh at myself. How often do I turn to you after prayer and say, what an exciting scripture. Let's dig into this and let's find the power and the encouragement of these words, for they have been gifted to us. I, I guess I do that a lot, and I, I am not apologetic about it. They are exciting words. They are empowering to the people. Here we have the Spirit of the Lord being poured out on all kinds of people. And, and forgive me, my friends, but if you look around us, most of us would qualify as what was understood as Gentiles. So we should be most grateful for this scripture, for it reveals that we are drenched by the power and thus sent forth with such power, poured out, filled up, ready to go, generously shared with as much as we need. Communion has become a, a more and more powerful tool each and every time I share in it and experience it and watch God use it. I, I do remember one time reading in the text of communion that the blood was poured out, so I got me a vase, and I put the, the unfermented juice of the grape in it, and I had the chalice, and when I spoke the words of consecration, I poured it out and forgot to do that once before I did it. You want to know what happened? It was a generous pour, and it went out all over the carpet. Guess what everybody was thinking? Not about the generous cup, but on what I had just done to the carpet. Don't worry, the trustees had my back, and I was grateful. That generosity of being poured out, that generosity that was being poured out in the Holy Spirit as the Gentiles also received the ability to speak so that others might hear them and understand and experience transformation. That generosity that was enough. The woman came to church and said, My mother is with me this Sunday. She has come to live with me. She will be attending this church. We have a problem. She cannot eat and she cannot drink. I don't know what to do about communion. So the minds got together, and the first Sunday she was there, nothing changed. The little cups were laid out. Does anybody remember when we did little cups laid out, and we all came for, and the little cubes of bread, and Mama came up and stood, well, she got there eventually, and stood with her daughter as she bowed, and then they went back together, the mama was excluded. Oh, and then we really got thinking because that just didn't sit right. This generous God who pours out his lavishness on all of us, how do we figure this out? Finally, it was decided that from now on at this church, when it came to communion and the communion stewards were setting things out and making it available, there would be a very specific cup on the altar of the Lord. 
And as communion was coming to an end, and as the last table was rising and returning to their pews, and a hymn was being sung, the pastor took that cup and went back to where Mama was sitting, and she dipped her finger in that cup and touched it to her lips, and it was enough. What an amazing and powerful way of proclaiming that the generosity, though it may not seem to be flowing all over, was enough. And she was included. And it was a rich and holy moment. What is enough? And how is it that the Spirit pours itself out for the people? I had that incredible moment in my life where I walked into a congregation and having been born and raised in the church knew that it was a good and holy thing to be a part of and was told almost immediately that God did not call me to the ministry and they even wondered if I believed in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, how could I, and that I was not allowed to break the bread and prepare the cup and share it with the congregation, and I stepped back. Finally, God and I had a major argument. You ever argue with God? I, I don't know if you do. I do. Sorry, I was told that if I had an argument, go to God. So I took it to God, and I said, here, God, I know that these people respect the Holy Spirit, so if you give me the gift of tongues and the translator, we're going to be golden. They're going to see that I am qualified. They're going to see that I know who Jesus Christ is as my Lord and my Savior. We're going to get this fixed. Now, I know I have shared with this congregation some powerful moments where I have heard, no, uh-uh, that's not what's going to happen. And I would offer to you that that is exactly what happened in this prayer petitioning. And God said, no. You want to know why you're going to get no? Because you think it's about you, and it's not. And you think that if you get the right gift, the one that they understand, everything will be all right, and you'll be in, and it'll be great. And you... No, that's not the problem here. The problem is, is you need to trust me, Mary Jo. And I said, yes. To that, I say, yes, God, you are enough. And I receive even your no's as yeses. And I did not get the gift of tongues. And things were not magically fixed. But every day we showed up. And every day we lived a little more. And every day we discovered that God absolutely was with us. It was enough. Filled up, poured out, enough was with us. Friends, I do find it one of the most amazing gifts of God's generosity that something that is going on in the scripture ready previously picked two months ago suddenly comes into context of the day to day. Last Saturday, this past Saturday, we baptized Parker Joe as you saw those beautiful pictures of that little girl who literally did hold court. And you know what? Just give it up. She was waving to everybody. She turned around in her mama's arms and she waved at everybody and everybody was totally in her hand. And I looked at mom and dad as we were getting ready and I said, I just have to tell you on Sunday, we're going to talk about the presence of the baptizing Holy Spirit. And we're going to talk about Peter baptizing the Gentiles. And they just kind of smiled, especially as we started to go through the vows of baptism. 
Previous to that, I had sat with the Wednesday morning Bible study at 10 o'clock on Wednesday, and we got into the vows of baptism. And one of the students who had me by a few years said, hey, I think we ought to concentrate on our baptismal vows. We ought to do something about them on a regular basis. We ought to set some goals on how it is that we are fulfilling the vows that were set for us in our infancy and that we have been reclaiming every day of our life. And I sat back and I went, never in all of my days had I thought about the baptismal vows as being the framework upon which I would set the goals of my life. I'm really good about New Year's Eve, uh, setting my uh, New Year's Eve goals. Can, is, any, is anybody else willing to tell me they do New Year's Eve promises? Yeah, okay, I got one wiggly head. Yeah, may, and the rest of you are just too sheepish, I know it. New Year's resolutions. There's a, a wonderful man named Mike Nigren who I got to work with for an entire weekend, and, and he set before us what he called his 10 balloons. His theory was that if you hold on to these balloons and encourage them, they will raise you up and lift you into your ability to be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. His 10 balloons said, number one, you gotta be an encourager of your spouse, your partner, your husband, your wife, your primary folk of support. You see that last one was me, could you tell? because I ain't got no partner and I ain't got no husband and I don't see it happening, but I do have primary people of support. So, you know, never take somebody else's suggestion without tweaking it for yourself and asking the why they're going that direction. And he included things like set a goal for your career, set a goal for your ministry, be attentive to your family. Hey, do you know there are people who date their children? They have date nights with their children. I'm going, wow, that's rich. What about how you play? Mm, thank you for welcoming back from my vacation. I played. Pastor Bob got on me just before I left. He said, no, Mary Jo, you need to go play. And I went, gotcha, boss. I saw 17 of my beloved in two weeks. It was wonderful. My little godson flew into my arms. He hasn't seen me for 13 months. Flew into my arms and gave me such a hug. And I went, oh, Shazam, I missed this. That was enough. My cup was overflowing. Mike Nigren's 10 balloons, New Year's resolutions. Let them take second to these vows as you have spoken to them. Do you remember these vows? Do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness and reject the evil powers of this world and repent of your sin? Those things that cause separation between you and Jesus. Anybody got a goal to go after? Or are you all set and comfy? I am not set and comfy. I have some work to do. What about the second one? The second vow of baptism. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? How's that for a goal? How do you want to live into that in the next seven days so that when you come bringing your offering to the table of the Lord, you've done some work on it. You have something other than gifts of money and tithes and prayers. You can say, God, I offer this week of working on this vow. And finally, the third one. There are only three. Can you imagine that? There are only three, not 10 balloons, not crazy New Year's promises. 10, there's three. The last one is this. Oh, this one, this one is big. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior? And here's how you know this. Because you put your whole trust 
in his grace, the love that comes to you undeserved, unmerited, just welcomed. Do you promise to serve him as your Lord in union with Christ's church, which Christ has opened? And catch this, because this is where that song comes from and touches your heart. In union with the church, which Christ has opened to people of all ages, all nations, all races. Friends, I don't know what your calendar looks like for next week, but I would offer these might be the ways in which we experience the generous outflowing of the Holy Spirit and how we know it is enough. In the name of Jesus, we pray, and together we say amen. We give you thanks, and as David brings us this next hymn, we shall stand and celebrate in our hearts. Blessed be the tie that binds. spirit of the way in which David has offered his gift that we might give thanks and celebrate, I would like to offer you this reminder that your offering literally changes lives. Not only for the way in which you support this church on its daily basis, making sure that all those amazing bills are paid. Hey, it's the truth of all of us. But I want to share this with you to encourage you to greater heights. As of the, this sixth month of the year, six months in total, the Benevolence Fund, which is gifted to by those who give an extra gift, has spent $15,800 to support those who have hit the toughest moments through this period through the help of rent and care of cars and paying of utilities. You want to hear that number again? You all have supported brothers and sisters beyond yourself to the tune of $15,855 outward and poured with generosity. Amen? It is a blessing, and we give thanks for the way in which that is made possible through you. Friends, I shared with you that Parker Joe was baptized on Saturday, yesterday, and her parents really um, wanted this scripture read in her service. Then I found out it was used during their wedding, And I went, oh, this is a great benediction for us today. Would you receive these words? When I think of all of this, 
I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I, praise that, I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Jesus will make his home in your heart as you trust in him. Your roots will grow deep into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now, all glory to God who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. 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 